Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this morning, for your, uh, your opportunities that you give to us, Father, for your love towards each and every one of us, Lord. We are so grateful for this, the, just the praise and the worship that we were able to go into this morning and just to be able to come into your presence in such a special way. For our time of prayer as a family together, Father God, for those that are in such need and, and even the praise reports, Father, that are out there this morning. So, Lord, we just come together this morning as a family to you, Lord, and to your house. And, and we're grateful to be here, Lord. And thank you for the word that you have for us. And we're just going to give you praise and glory, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Well, yay, team, we're here. Yes. <laughs> when I was putting this together, in fact, Mary was asking me earlier in the week, at last week, you know, she said, I'm going to be doing some, some music, you know, tell me what you're going to be speaking on and I'll get it for you. Well, I'm not going to lie, it's been a busy week. And so she got a hold of me around Thursday. She goes, what are you speaking on? I'm going, good question. <laughs> I know it's going to be good because God always does it. I'm just the vessel, but I don't know yet. <laughs> And so as I was Thursday, you know, Thursday praying, Friday praying, and just coming before the Lord, I had some things on my heart that I was already considering and some things that we have different things that were happening in the family. And, and one of them is getting our gifts together, you know, for Christmas. And we have our, our secret sisters and we have, you know, all the different things. And as I sat down in my office and just began to pray and just say, okay, Lord, help me to start to bring this together. He put up on my heart just the one word, gifts. I thought, well, okay, but how do you want me to bring? Because there's so many different ways that, Lord, how do you want me to share? And he began to put in my heart us as a family at home. And then he said, and you are a family at church. And so I began to think of how we think of our family and how we begin to think about our gifts for our family he thinks of us, and we think ourselves here. We are a family. And so he gives us gifts as a family. And as he began, as he began to put that in my heart, I thought, okay, Lord, then this is something that you want us to be aware of, not just at this season, but all year round. You're our daddy all year. You don't just give gifts at one time of the year. We kind of are thinking along this time. So, Lord, help me. How do you want me to bring this about? And, and he did. And he gave me some scriptures, and several of them, actually, three different passages. And I want to go over all three, and then I want to just kind of expound on that. First of all, 1 Corinthians. I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 1 through 14. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. And therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Spirit. There are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. 
And now that was kind of the key. In fact, it's right smack in the middle of 1 through 14, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to, a, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distri distributing to each one individually as he wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members that one body being many are one body also in Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all have been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. And then Romans 12, 3 through 9, for I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, <clears throat> not to think of himself more highly than he ought <clears throat> to think, but think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith, to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So be, we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that has been given to us, let us use them. Another key. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. And the last one he gave me was Ephesians 4, 4 through 12, or 7 through 12. 4, 7 through 12. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. And he gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that we, he might fill all things. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Now that's a lot of scriptures, but it's a road map. He gave us a road map to his spiritual gifts. He gave us a road map as Christians, as a family. He gave us a road map for us to think about so that we cannot just be thinking about ourselves more highly than we ought. Ourselves, it's all about me. But for us to be able to help the body. And as I began to think about that, about the gifts and the gift giving, our Heavenly Father knew we would need tools to help us in our journey. We are in a journey. It's not always an easy journey. There are bumps in the road. There are things that we come against, things that come against us. Uh, this morning, 
I'm not going to lie. No, no one's perfect in anybody's world, right? I certainly am not. And this week has just been a hectic week, just a lot of things, just boom, boom, boom. And I get up this morning, and I'm, I was just like, I, well, I mean, it's just been a lot. <laughs> and then getting ready for this morning to come and be here, and I look in the mirror, and what do I see but a great big sty all over my eye. And inside there, and I'm going, well, of course. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, really. It kind of just puts a cherry on top of my week, right there. A great big cherry. And I thought, whatever. And I thought, now, wait a minute. I have a body beyond this fleshly body, and I'm not going to bother my pastor and his wife because they want me to be in good shape. So I'm not calling them to tell them I'm not. So I got a hold of my California team, and we have a... a, a, a Oh, it's our Hope Restored board, and we're on one text thread. And when there's a need, we get out there. And I texted my, my buddies, and I said, okay, here's the deal. Boom, 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 and then this, and then that. And help! <laughs> and they immediately came on board and were praying texts over me this morning. And I thought, God. There's a gift that you have for the body. He just, he just made it real to me this morning. And it was like he allowed me to get that. I get goosers all the way down on my dowel the way down. <laughs> and it was like, Lord, thank you so much for allowing me to have that this morning. Because that's what he's wanting me to share this morning. We don't just come in here independently. We come in here independently to join our team, to join our family. And our family has gifts. And the Lord is saying this morning, church, family, open your eyes and your heart and begin to look for the gifts that are inside of you. Because we need to begin to wake those up if we haven't yet done so. Because we are a team and we need to work together. We need to help others. We need to be prepared to step in where there is needs or to be ready to pray when someone steps out. I've had people say to me, but I don't have any gifts. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> if you believe the word, you have at least one thing that I can tell you for sure, a measure of faith. Everybody was given a measure of faith. Anyway, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, He gives us gifts to profit all the body. That isn't just this thing that's getting older and whatever. It's all of us. It's not just your nuclear family. You have a good family. But when we step through those doors, we are in here in one place as a body. But when we step out those doors, we are still a nuclear body. I can call upon in a time of need. I can call and say, please pray, I need help, or can somebody, can you do this, or can you help me with that, or I have a free day, are you in need? Can you imagine if somebody called you up in the middle of, right in the middle of when you really need some help and says, you know, I have a free day, can I help you do something? And it's like, whoa, wouldn't that be wonderful? That's a gift of helps. Yeah, I mean, that's somebody stepping right out. Romans uh, 12.3 says that he has given each one of us a measure of faith. At the very least, guys, that's a gift. And even the teeniest little mustard seed can move what? Wow. That's huge. And if you say, I don't have anything, yes, you have faith. This morning, I had to get up, and I had to get my most holy faith up with me. 
get up and get moving. I had to get up even earlier this morning than normal because I had something waiting for me that showed up last night in my email at almost midnight that I had to attend with, that I'm attending with today. And so I had to get up earlier and was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. But you know what? I have an army of people behind me praying for me beyond even inside these walls that, that's like, oh, I came in this morning, I had different ones say, I'm praying for you today. I'm going, see, that's an extra one, and that's an extra one. It's like they're in my quiver. They're praying for me. Uh, and then we have uh, Romans 12, 6, prophecy. Now, prophecy is a little bit different. Prophecy is something that the Lord gives us to share. And if we can prophesy, he says, up to the faith that you have. Uh, ministering. <laughs> ministering isn't just getting up and speaking the words. Ministering is being there when someone needs help. Ministering is, they, we have what we call ministerial needs that we can do in certain areas, job that we have. We have ministerial things that we can do for people. That means come alongside. That means just be there when they're, need, when you're, they're needed. You are needed for them. Teachers, um, believe it or not, there are teachers inside of you when you don't even realize you're being teachers. It isn't, he's not just saying stand up and speak to everybody. There are teaching moments when you're just walking down the street or you're with your family or with your kids. You're teaching your grandkids. You're teaching your kids. There are teaching moments. It isn't just like, oh, I'm not a teacher. Excuse me. You are, and you don't even maybe realize you are. When you're doing certain things in a certain place, you are coming across being something. You are, you are like a, a window into something and it's a picture. What are you portraying? You're teaching through your actions and what you're doing. Exhortation. Uh, one I'm going to go into a little more detail. He who gives, he who leads, he who shows mercy, Romans 12.8. And then the last one was, was that talked about love in Romans 12.9. These are gifts that he wants to give us all. It isn't like, uh, you know, he's only going to give this gift to that person and this gift to that person. Ephesians 4, 7 through 12 talks about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Those are a little more specific. I will granted, we have a pastor. Um, some are apostles. They go out and start churches. Evangelists, he goes and he goes different places, or she and shares and ministers. Uh, teachers, yes. But there are things that were listed in here that we can all covet, all strive for, all want in our hearts. And I'm going to go over just a few of them this morning. The first one is exhortation. We had a little meeting this morning, and we were talking about exhorting. This, I looked up the, uh, the uh, definition. I, I'm a definition person. I'm always looking for definitions or the Greek word of this, what means nothing to me, but it kind of is fun to do. <laughs> and so I looked up one, and I just want to read to you what, what I found. It says, spiritual gift of exhortation. The gift of exhortation is often called the gift of encouragement. The Greek word for the gift is parakaleo, which means to beseech to exhort, to call upon, to encourage, to strengthen. The primary means of exhortation is to remind the hearer of the powerful and amazing work of God in Christ, particularly in regard to the saving work of Jesus and his, in his atonement. We see Paul commanding Titus to use his gift, and, and he, talk, he talked about in Paul, uh, Timothy, and 2 Timothy 4.2, the same thing he charged Timothy. And the Spirit of God gives this gift to people in the church to strengthen, 
to encourage those who are wavering in their faith. Those are the gifts of exhortation that can uplift and motivate others as well as challenge them in order to foster spiritual growth and action. The goal of the encourager is to see everyone in the church continually building up the body of Christ and glorifying God. Do you think he wants to just give that to one person? Uh, no. I think every single person that's sitting in this room and those that are supposed to be here or not because they're out doing whatever they need to do, I'm saying to all of us, us, we need to be exhorters. We need to have that spiritual gift of exhortation in our life. We need to get that up inside of us, build that up inside of us, pour whatever miracle grow you got to pour on your head to have that grow inside of us. Don't we want to be encouragers? Do you want to be negative Nellies all the time? Do you want to be looking for the bad or the, uh, the ugly in people? Or do you want to be looking upon what is going to strengthen that person? You know, how are you going to go into a situation that may not be a positive, but turn that around and make them think it's the best thing that ever happened to them and they're going to get stronger because of it? Seriously, I try and be able to look at stuff like that when it's maybe like, oh my gosh, it's this. But wait a minute, wait a minute. What's God going to do with that and how can he make me a stronger person? Now, if I have that working inside of my life, God will allow me to do that and help others as well. As I began to make that part of me and who I am, he'll give me opportunities to be able to step into other people's lives and encourage them, to strengthen them, to hold their hands up in prayer, or at the very least, have them smile before and while they were crying two minutes before. That's an exhorter. That's an encourager. And that's what every single one of us in this room need to participate in, grow, literally put a, plant that seed. If you don't think, I'm not an encourager, I'm the negative Nelly, I'm going to give you a seed. Boom, take it. Now, plant that sucker right there, yes. and I want you to begin to water that with the word and begin to say, okay, God, I just planted something that I haven't really had as a natural thing in my spirit. Now, God, help me. Yes. Grow that inside of me. That's a gift that he wants every single one of his kids to have. Now, I'm not a pastor. I don't ever plan on being a pastor. That's not anything I'm looking for. That's a special gift. But exhortation, every single one of us can have that gift inside of us. Every single one of us can have that gift that can encourage, that can literally foster spiritual growth. Foster spiritual growth and action is what it's called. It says, the goal of the encourager is to see everyone in the church continually building up the body of Christ and glorifying God. Wow, what words. If, golly, guys, as a body, if this is, this, if I want the t-shirt, I'm an encourager. I'm an exhorter. I want to be that one that when people sees me coming, it's like, oh gosh, here she comes. You're going to hear all the worst of the world and all the, uh, 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 you know, wait, okay, like, I don't even want it spewed on me. Or do you want that person that's like, oh, here she comes. I know I'm going to feel better, or a he, because he's in the room. I'm going to feel better because he's bringing that with him, and I'm going to be stronger because I've been in his presence. Wow, don't you want to be that person? Yes. I do. I really do. 
There's some other scriptures, uh, Romans, I think I gave Romans 12, 8, but Acts 11, 23, and 24, and then 14, 22, uh, 21, and 22. You can go back and look at those. Um, the another one that I want to go over this morning is mercy. <laughs> now, the Greek word, mer uh, there's Greek word in mercy is E-L-E-O-O, -O, Elehu, I guess. But in, it's in Matthew, and in, in Matthew, it's, it's talking about mercy, how, how we are to have mercy. But it is a verb. It's an action. And it says it's used 28 times in the New Tes Testament, and it means, here we go, to show kindness or concern for someone in serious need. Now, there's a Greek scholar, and he stated it this way, by seeing another's suffering and in a way shares in it. Mercy is more than a feeling of kindness and and desire to care for someone. So mercy is more than a feeling of kindness and desire to care for someone. Mercy demands more than feelings. Mercy is an action that helps the helpless. Mercy is compassion in action. I want to operate in the gift of mercy. Now, you're going to laugh at me, I know, but it is what it is. I, I have to drive once a week, every single day, once a week, to teach a class over in Boise. I leave like at 6 o'clock in the morning, so that means that puts me right smack dab in the worst of the worst by the time I get down 10 mile, and then hope I can get off that 10 mile overpass onto this uh, depth of despair <laughs> that they call 84. <laughs> and I hope someone has mercy and let me on the freeway. I've thought my, I have different times when I've gone on. It's like I, I, in my own self, it's like I see someone struggling to get on. It's like I want to have mercy for that guy or that woman. They're really, I mean, they're about to go off the road. And there are people on the road, it's like you, you're not getting in front of me. Just try and get in front of me. I dare you to get in front of me. It's like sucker, sorry, mister. That's <laughs> probably not a good thing to say, but it's what I was thinking. Sir or ma'am. Show mercy. Yes. Allow these people to get in. It's like, wow, somebody actually cared? Now, if I had a big sign on the back of my car that says, I am a Christian, how do I want people to portray me while I'm driving that car? Oh, that's why they let me in. They're a Christian. Or they're a Christian? Jeez, and they wouldn't even let me on the road? Now, I know that may sound, it may sound unique, <laughs> But I will tell you, mercy comes in more than just one little bottle. There's a lot of ways to show mercy. Mercy is, it says here, is action when something needs help. When someone is feeling helpless, someone needs help, mercy. I want to operate in the gift of mercy. You know why? This is very selfish. Because I want mercy shown to me. I want mercy shown. There's gonna, there are times in my life that it's like, oh, God, please have mercy, you know, or please help me through this situation. I have prayed that. I'm sure you have too. We want mercy, and we need to give mercy. This is, as a body, as a Christian group, and out in the world, this is a gift that can make us stand out in the crowd. How many people that are out there that would just rather shut the door in your face than show mercy? But you know what? I'm going to show mercy. I've had people say to me, you're different. Well, I hope that meant good. <laughs> 
and, and, I tell, and I have had to tell people, you know, reason why I step out and I do this is because I want to get back what I want. <laughs> I teach a class, and, I, and I, this class is real estate, okay? And I'm not perfect. People do make errors, whatever. And I, I tell my class, I said, don't go looking for ways to harm another agent. Look for ways to help them. I, I had a situation where I had to call an agent just this week where they wrote a contract and they wrote it wrong. Now, they could have gotten in trouble, and I could have stood on that and made them do what they said they were going to do, and they didn't really mean it. There was like 100000 off. I bet you didn't mean that. No, I didn't. Oh, thank God you caught that. Change it. We'll work with it. That's mercy. Yes. Now, there are those out there that would say, you're stuck, buddy. Oh, how horrible would that be? Oh, my gosh, I don't want to live in that world. I want the people around me showing mercy. I want to give mercy and I want to receive mercy. God wants us to walk as Christians in mercy, in grace. Grace and mercy go together. We, if we can walk in grace and mercy, people want to be around us. They want to be around someone who has that spirit of grace and mercy, not just the opposite. Because the opposite of grace and mercy, you don't want to be in the same room with that person. Seriously, that can be kind of scary. In Romans 12, 3, it says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. That's a gift. If you think today, you know, really, I don't know what gift I have. Honest to God, I can't even tell you a gift that I have. I can tell you one that you have. You have faith exercise it. Use it. I got up this morning by faith. <laughs> I got up this morning and I went about my way and, and hanging on to faith. There are times in my life when things are get a little bit tough. That next step is by faith. And, and it's like you have faith. Exercise it. It's like a muscle. If you never lift anything, what's that muscle going to look like? I always think of olive oil and Popeye. If yeah, I'm dating myself, well, olive oil had a little thing about like that on her arm, and that was her muscle. And then there was Popeye that could barely touch his head because of the muscle. Olive oil and Popeye, all right? <laughs> we don't want to have olive oil faith. That means we have to exercise our faith. That means stepping out in faith and trusting God, not being afraid, but being able to say, I can do that because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. I'm not doing it in Sandy because in Sandy, Sandy can do not a bunch. I can do a few things because God made a body. But there are things in my life that I do by faith. And when I take out that first step, he is there. And it's like, but it's water. Will it stand? By faith, I can stand on it. By faith, I can get out of the boat and never even know I left the boat, guys. Think of it. By faith, I can get out of the boat and start walking and never realize I've left the boat because I walk in faith. That's powerful. That's a gift. And God is saying to us, as a body, faith. We need to exercise our faith. How about this? This was really special to me that last night when I was writing this down. Someone had faith to believe we could start a church from another place. Someone had faith that we could start that church in a school. 
someone had faith that we could actually have a building. And guess what? We're not done yet because there is faith here to take the next step and the next step. That's faith. This body has faith. Our leaders have faith. Now, what the Lord is saying to us who have come alongside our leaders is to say, now, body, build up your most holy faith. Can you imagine what would happen if our whole church really, truly got up and moved in all of the gifts that he has for us? Oh, my gosh. Today, like I just had you plant that seed of exhortation in yourself. I would like for you this afternoon, this evening, this week, whenever you can, to take some time and pray and ask God, ask your Heavenly Father, Dad, Heavenly Father, Abba Father. Okay, so I've planted the seed of exhortation. I really want it to work. I'm going to trust you to do it. You've said you've given me some faith. I don't really see it that much because I'm having some issues, but I'm going to trust you because you, it's in your word. God, would you please begin to show me the gifts that I have? Because God, by faith, I believe I have more than that. And guess what you do? You really, really do. The key is, is waking that up. The key is, is trusting and listening to God. The key is, is stepping out by faith and walking in it. I've had people, I remember when some of my buddies would say, I can't really speak. Yes, you can. But I don't think I could really do that. I don't know if I could lead that. Yes, you can. And guess what? They're leading wonderfully right now. I mean, it's exciting to see what I, all through my life, I've been, a, I've been an encourager and a pusher of people. <laughs> I really have. And it's exciting to see that growth. But you know what? They stepped out. Had a nice chat with this young lady right here. She wants to start a ministry in her college. And I was like, I was so excited to talk with her this morning. Faith, Anne, I, I was like, I, inside of me, that was just, that's something that's, it's part of who I am. It's like when her mom says, will you talk to her? I'm going to talk to her. I'm adopting her. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I get so excited. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I get goosebumps talking about it even now. It's like, oh my gosh. We, the Lord put in my heart 30 years ago, coming up in a, just another month or two, that Hope Restored was born, almost 30 years ago. I'm excited when I see new ministries being birthed, but that's something God has put inside of me. That can be inside of you as well, an, an encourager, an exhorter, someone to help someone start something new or bring them up from where they are, help them to stand up if they've fallen down. That's exciting, and that's what the Lord wants this church to begin to do more and more of. He wants us to walk in the gifts. There's one in Romans 12, 9, what the very end is. It's, I don't know if you can call it a gift, but it's something he has for us. Again, it's like the T-shirt. He tells us to love without hypocrisy, to abhor what is evil, and to cling to what is good. He wants us to walk in that love. It's not always easy. Okay, there are times when I just don't feel like being loving. There are some times you want to just say, I don't really appreciate that, and I don't really want to love him. So there. <laughs> and then the Lord says, but Sandy. And I'm going, yeah, here comes the big butt. Yes. 
yes, Lord, I'm listening. And when I listen, he gets into my heart and he says, really, Sandy, how many times have you done this and this and I loved you anyway? Now, how much more mercy can you show them if I showed you that mercy? Oh, my gosh. That just rips your heart brand new, wide open. It's like, how can I not forgive? How can I not learn to love a little bit more? How can I not learn to be that person that God wants to me to be just a little bit more? I've got so many t-shirts that I want. I got one more. It's called Mountain Movers. I want to be a mountain mover, and I want this church to be a mountain mover. I want us to go into the year 2020, a brand new decade, woo-woo, with the t-shirt, we are mountain movers. Can you imagine if we really, really believed that, what we could do as a body? That means we would be the best exhorters possible. That means we would have faith that really could move mountains. That means that we would have so much love that when they saw this church, it's like, man, that's a, I mean, that church really does care. You know, there, there's grace and there's mercy there in that church, in that body. It's not the building. It's not the walls. It's the hearts that live inside of it. And that's us. Guys, that's us. God wants us to be mountain movers. And to become that, that means we have to be able and willing to walk in the gifts that he has given us. That means wake up the gifts that may be sitting there dormant because we haven't exercised them. Exer did I say that right? Exercised them? I, said, I thought I said it wrong. And we haven't woke them up. But the key is, is finding out what they are. So this week, next week, whenever you can, please take time to pray and say, okay, God, I'm gonna, I heard what Sandy said. I recognize I have a few things. I'm going to take the challenge. What do I have? Now, don't expect that in the next 24 hours you're going to be the best whatever it is. You have, it's just like olive oil. You know, if you picked up 100 pounds, tomorrow you couldn't pick up 10 pounds. But if you picked up 10 pounds 10 times today, tomorrow you could pick up 12. The next day you could pick up 15. That's the way God works with us. He gives us what we can do, and as we grow in it, he gives us more. Oh, my gosh. I look back where I used to be and what he has given me to go through. If he had given me what I'm going through now back then, I would have died. But he gave me what I could handle. And when I could handle a little more, he gave me a little more. And then he gave me a little more. And that's what he'll do with you with this. He'll open your eyes to a gift. Now, let me tell you what the enemy loves to do. Right, girls in the back row? We already talked about this. As soon as the Lord gives us something or wakes us up to something, there is the enemy saying, uh, not you that there's no way is not going to happen or you'll start sweating your band will quit working it's like oh my gosh i can't do that and here's the thing you're going to be able to stand up and say in the name of jesus get thee behind me satan i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and if he has given me and put this in my mind trust me enemy i wouldn't put that in my mind because I wouldn't want to put that in my mind. I don't want to do that necessarily because I don't think I can. But in the name of Jesus, I'm going to step out and do it. And then after you do it, it's like, ah, I did that. I can wear the T-shirt now. I did it. <laughs> Yay, team. And then you can begin to build that up and get stronger in that. I love this church body. But guess what? God loves us even more 
even more because he sees us as a family and he wants to nurture us as a family from the head all the way to the tail. <laughs> How do we say that? From the head all the way to those of us who sit in the pew. Those of us that keep it all going. Because, hey, you know, if you stop and think, pastor's a person. Pastor can't do it all by himself. Pastor needs us to help it keep going. The Bonnie in the room, DJ out there making sure nobody's getting hurt. <laughs> Thank you, DJ. I know what you're doing out there. Uh, I mean, the music, the, the technology, the, the, the praise and worship, it's all gifts that we need together. And if you think, it's like, oh, I'm just going to come in and soak it up and be like a dry sponge and then leave and not input anything, God is saying, wake up. I want you to begin to be a part of the body and be a part and do something. I don't know what to do. If you just trust God, open your heart and your mind, he'll give you a thought. And trust me, the devil won't give you a good thought. So if a good thought comes in, maybe I can help with, trust me, it's God. <laughs> and then just step out in it. And if they're not ready for that gift yet, hey, maybe it's just moving a chair. You know, when I first come into to our little church years, about 15 years ago now, I just sat and was quiet. And it took three years before Ty was ready to go with me to California and learn about <laughs> Hope Restored. I mean, I, did, I was patient. I was waiting for the Lord to allow the ministry to be able to come in. I didn't go in and say, this is what we're going to do. They'd show me the door, and rightly so. You have to be able to come in and blend as God uses you. And don't get offended if they don't want you right now because we'll need you later. Right now we have a person here, but you know what? That person may say, I'm done. Hey, she said she would. Boom, there you are. That's a God thing. He has things for us to do. And I'm excited about what he's got for our church, our body for this next year. Guys, we are mountain movers, and I love it. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this word this morning. Thank you that you love us. You really, really do. You look at us. We're your kids. You are, you are our Abba Father, the one that we can come to and trust. You'll, you teach us. You lead us. You guide us. You give us roadmaps in your word, Father God, so we can be the best that we can be and be the best this church needs us to be. Father, we pray for our leaders in this church, Father. Give them strength. Lord, the enemy would love nothing more than discourage. Father, build them up in their most holy faith as well. We love our leaders, Father. We truly do. And Father, for each one that comes in that door, new or those of us who's been a while, Lord, thank you for each one. Give us the ability to be a helper and use our gifts to help others in this body. Thank you, Father, for our family. You've helped us to build it. In Jesus' name, amen.